Hello, PodFamp, and hello, Rachel. How are you this evening? I am doing all right today, Laura. It's um, kind of felt like a really fast week, but it also feels like this week has been like four weeks, and I don't know how to explain how that makes sense, but it makes sense in my heart, you know? It's um, like going fast, but it's going so slow. Yeah, I'm going with the week was super slow because I had to go into the office mm. um, mm-hmm. a lot this week instead of my like normal two days. So for me, it's been Thursday for like three days and it's finally Fair Thursday. Enough. So, you know, the end of the week, week is here, which I'm very excited about. Tomorrow, half day Fridays. <gasps> Woo! Ending soon, Woo! sadly. Ending soon, ending soon. (laughs) But man, this is not what we're talking about today, but I feel like I need to express myself. We've got some exciting guests coming up soon, guys. Everybody get excited. Oh my gosh. Everyone, you are going to be so excited with what we have coming up. Um, It's all part of our abortion series in Canada. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. we have some very like official people. I know. I'm look at us. So look at us on our little I, podcast. We are moving up in the world. I just, I'm so, I feel so warm in my heart that they are willing to speak with us and share their knowledge because we are here to do our part to help spread the word. Exactly. So definitely subscribe to our podcast to make sure you don't miss any of those episodes. They're going to be mm-hmm. coming out periodically over the next few months. And we will keep you up to date on what is coming up. Rachel, anything else going on with you today? How's, how's your day going? Um, I didn't really do a lot today, honestly. Uh, I went um, to – I was kind of went out of town for – not out of town. I went to another office to work yesterday that was like a couple-hour drive. And we left the office at 4.30. Do you want to know when I got home? What time? 10 p.m. Oh, God. So needless to say, I uh, I felt like I worked three days yesterday. So I just was feeling a little bit sleepy and not very productive today. But I did apply for a really great travel credit card. So I'm feeling pretty good about myself today. Awesome. You're getting on that uh, credit card churning journey now. Yes. Get those travel points, yep. girl. I want those travel points. You know, like I've been collecting like one type for a while. And then I looked at it today. I'm like, you know what? I could get better points elsewhere. I think they'll still be useful at some point, but just not useful enough. No, not enough to like get yourself a plane ticket. And that's that's kind of what you're going for. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, why are you taking 2,000 of my points, but then still charging me $800? True. I, like, I'm like, I might as well just go buy a plane ticket and make more points. Yep. That makes sense yep. to me. Yep. Yeah. Well, so, I've had a pretty good day today. It's been a productive week. I'm actually pretty proud of myself. I got a lot done. Good. Staying on top good. of things. Good. Um, however, I think I think I'm watching too much of the OC. Oh. Yeah. Why? Um, because I had to go into the office. It was on Monday, and I was actually the only person there because I had to go meet someone to let them in. And I'm looking at my outfit. I'm like, this is a nice outfit. I like it. It's like a little black tank top and then these mm-hmm. like kind of off gray um, capri pants. And I'm mm-hmm. like, this is cute. You know, like yeah. casual yet still kind of classy. Mm-hmm. And um, I had my hair in a ponytail as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, just I just happened to catch my reflection 
in the mirror. And I'm like, why is this outfit so familiar? Like, I feel like (laughs) I've seen this somewhere, but like, I just got these, uh, these clothes. Uh And then I was watching the OC later that night. And um, Kirsten Cohen, Mm -hmm. Seth Seth Cohen's mother, was wearing the exact same outfit as me. Love that for you. You're really channeling the OC. Yeah, so that was – Channeling the early 2000s style. Yeah, that was outfit number one. And then yesterday when I went to the office, I kind of like straightened my hair but kept like a little curl in the end. Mm -hmm. Had a cute little – it's not really a plaid skirt, but it's like that checked Mm -hmm. skirt and then like a collared tank top Mm -hmm. with little white heels. Also, again, caught my reflection. I'm like – I think Barissa wore this last night when I was watching TV. (laughs) Somehow naturally – and like I kind of lay in bed and I piece my outfit together of what I think I want to wear. So I feel like watching the OC so close to bedtime, I just seem to naturally be creating outfits that they are wearing on the show. Well, you know what? You're finding the good 2000s styles, you know? Yeah, at least I'm using the good ones. I have not worn anything low rise yet. Everything has been a respectable height and um, nothing else too crazy. So, you know, I feel like I'm picking the good things. If you ever wear low rise stuff, I'm taking the OC away from you. Okay, please do. That's that's one I need to stop, okay? Yeah, that's completely unacceptable. So what are you having to drink this fine evening? Ah, so I'm going for a nice light herbal tea this evening, and nice. it is my nettle Greek mountain tea. Um, oh, that's been a while. It's been a while since I've had, had this one, and it is really just so soothing. It kind of has like a bit of a lemon balm taste to it, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's just very relaxing for later in the evening. What are you having now? Lovely. I have another herbal tea, one of my you know new ones, my new Tetley tea. And it's cinnamon spice. Wow, you're on a roll right now with these new teas. I am. I am, except I only bought four new ones, so I only got two more episodes to go, and then the rotation starts again. Nah, that's okay. That's except okay. one of those teas is peppermint. So Of course I really it is. Of course break. it's peppermint, but you know what? I'm yeah. a firm believer. Peppermint needs to always be in the pantry. Exactly. Exactly. I ran out of peppermint tea. I needed to buy new, new stuff. Exactly. So that's fine. So. Yeah, and I, I bought three others to go with it. So, you know, I was doing okay. I think I'm doing okay. Yeah, you're doing just fine. Anyway, let's get into today's episode. And, you know, we are so excited that we got a little taste of traveling this year. Mm-hmm. You know, things are starting mm-hmm. to open back up. So we got to do um, little trips, you know, still within Canada. But uh, we're getting ready to hopefully – venture out and go international. We'll see. Mm -hmm. And uh, we just kind of wanted to revisit because we haven't done a travel episode in a long time and talk about just some safety tips, especially Mm -hmm. if you are a woman who wants to do a solo trip Mm -hmm. or like, you know, um, two women, group of women, um, men, it doesn't matter who. Um, it's just something that is very important when you're traveling. You want to try and be safe. Uh, yep. So we thought it'd be fun just to kind of highlight some quick tips today and uh, kind of get people's confidence up for taking on a solo trip. Yeah. Honestly, solo trips are fun. I feel like they can come across quite it- intimidating at first, but 
it's a, just it's a nice experience to really challenge yourself and put yourself in situations you otherwise wouldn't, you know, and not into like dangerous situations, but, you know, like having to go sit in a restaurant by yourself or having to go on a tour or to a show by yourself or having to go ask for directions. Because let me tell you, I don't like asking for directions when somebody else can go ask for directions. Yeah, that's true. And I feel like a lot of people, they always think of the classic like backpacking across Europe by Mm -hmm. yourself. Um, Mm -hmm. But there's so much that you could really put under this umbrella of solo travel. It really doesn't matter like how far away from home you're going. You could literally be just going to the next town over. Um, Mm -hmm. Everyone has their own comfort levels of what they define as a solo trip or mm-hmm. just a trip in general. So we don't want to like limit this episode to those like big international trips where you might be going like by yourself for like months on end. Exactly. All right. Shall we get into our tips? Yes. Let's do it. Now we tried to organize these in like a little bit of a category. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll see how successful we are with that. So yes. the first one is just kind of being smart in general and Mm -hmm. thinking about your own safety. And I think when it comes to traveling by yourself, your intuition is actually heightened. And some people have argued that you're almost more safe traveling by yourself because you're going to be more aware of what is going on Mm -hmm. around you Mm -hmm. versus if you were traveling with someone or in a big group, you kind of have that automatic like, oh, safety to numbers. So like, we're going to be fine or you're chatting a lot so you get distracted. So that was one thing I I thought was kind of interesting is just listening to your intuition. And I think on any type of traveling, you should always trust your gut because Mm -hmm. it's going to tell you if you are in an unsafe situation or if something Mm -hmm. strange is going on around you. Mm -hmm. And this one definitely applies to when it's nighttime. Don't freak yourself out, but do be cautious at night. Because that's usually when some sketchy things happen if they're going to happen, you know? Yeah. Like at at the end of all these tips, it's really just being smart, Mm -hmm. right? You know, um, one big thing is don't be flashy. And by that, I mean like sometimes with your clothing, um, your cash, your phone, any valuables, you kind of want to keep that concealed. And Mm -hmm. one thing I like to really do is research – where I'm going and kind of see like, is there a local custom of clothing, Mm -hmm. right? Like I don't want to go to a place like uh, Southeast Asia where Mm -hmm. itty bitty little crop top and booty shorts. Yeah. Where everyone else is wearing more like covered shoulder, covered legs, right? Like Mm -hmm. one thing, it's out of respect for that culture. Mm -hmm. And if you're traveling, Mm -hmm. I truly believe that you should always try and learn about the culture and respect their customs mm-hmm. and it just it automatically makes you stand out and mm-hmm. everyone it's like kind of like a target on your head of just like oh that person doesn't belong here they must be yeah. a tourist yeah and I think a couple good things to research too alongside that is the general safety rating of the place because I know um on at least in Canada on the government website if you look up traveling to just for traveling to Greece for example it uh, actually has a safety rating of like if you need to be cautious or not. I think with Greece, it was just like, you know, you're fine. There might like be some pickpockets and stuff, et cetera. But use that resource before you go 
And a few other things to be aware of is, you know, is there anything going on in the society that you're going to visit? Is there anything political you need to be aware of? Any political unrest? And I also thought this was really interesting because I haven't really thought about this, but being aware of if there's any dangerous weather patterns Mm. that occur at the time of year that you want to go. Because like, you know, when we were traveling together, like we talked more about like how hot is it? Like, is it humid? Is it dry heat? Like what kind of clothes do we need to wear for that climate? But I've never thought like to be like, oh, is there any common thing, like common weather pattern that occurs during this time of year that I want to go that I probably don't want to be there for? Yeah. Like if you're going to a place, you're like, is it hurricane season? Yeah. Right? Like maybe you're getting a better deal on accommodations and flights and everything. But Mm -hmm. a hurricane could also roll through. And, you know, as we've seen throughout history, like these can be major national disasters. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we're not trying to scare anyone and say like, no, don't ever go to these places during those times. But it's just something to consider. And you just kind of weigh the the checks and balances Mm -hmm. of it and say like, oh, okay, like, am I okay if this situation arises? Yeah. Is that a risk that I'm willing to take, especially if you're traveling by yourself? And just kind of staying in the before you go space, another good thing to do is to bring a copy or copies of your passport and other travel documents that you keep separate from your regular passport, like your physical one. And a good thing too, if you can do it, is to get a um, guaranteed copy So I know I've had one in the past that was like signed by a CPA and that, uh, from my understanding, can act as your physical passport if you lose your actual one, which I just find it's good to have that. Yeah, it's very important. And um, I kind of want to just cross over a little bit into accommodation. We're not going fully there yet. But Mm -hmm. when it comes to keeping your travel documents safe, Mm -hmm. if like if your hotel room or hostel has a safe mm-hmm. that you trust, like it's good to to keep those documents locked up. Um, it's yep. also good, you know, I always keep them hidden in the room or mm-hmm. uh, depending on the place, like I actually will keep my passport on me at all times, yeah. but in like a concealed place, like not just in a in a bag where if someone grabbed that bag, I'd be without my passport. Yeah. I can't remember where we put ours when we were traveling but yeah I had mine in like a little concealed belt or I guess something like that where it just kind of laid flat there and um but it wasn't like with my money you know it wasn't like all my possessions in in one area just in case you know you never know it's very common where people will go by you on like a motorbike and just grab your bag and this happens anywhere. Like I'm not – this can happen to you at home, you know. Um, we're not trying to everywhere, people, guys. but like you kind of have to be smart anywhere. You know, it's just mm-hmm. just the times that we, we are in. Um, mm-hmm. Another important thing is before you leave, give someone you trust your itinerary. Yes. And, you know, periodically check in with them. I know a lot of people like to kind of go dark, quote unquote, mm-hmm. while they're traveling mm-hmm. just to like really disconnect. But I know for sure whenever I'm traveling, you know, I let my parents know, hey, I'm getting on the plane. Hey, I've landed. I'm at my hotel. I'm, you know, I'm here. I'm in this city right now. Um, Just so they know, like someone knows that you're okay, 
right? Yeah. And, you know, they can look at your calendar and be like, hey, haven't heard from them in a few days. Where are they today? Oh, they're in this city. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just um, good practice. You know, we don't have to all be little little lone rangers out there where no, no one knows where we are. Yeah. Honestly, your parents like to know yeah. where you are. They, do. they like They love the itinerary thing. Like, come on. And like, if you so. don't want to use your parents, you know, have a friend. But like, mm-hmm. I also want to say like, make sure it's a trusted friend because I know a lot of people will post on social media like, hey, I'm on this trip kind of thing. And then their houses get robbed. Oh, That's yeah. why some people will wait until they get back from a trip before they post any pictures. So this is just general awareness, friends. Yeah. Well, that's a great point that you just made is not posting on social media until you've left an area. And this doesn't just have to be like you don't post anything till you get back from your trip. This is, you know, if you're traveling for a long extended period of time, especially if it's on Instagram and you have a um, open Instagram account, if you are staying at a really nice Airbnb or hotel or hostel and you got some nice pictures when you're there, don't post those pictures with the location until you've moved on somewhere else because that's just a signifier of where you are. So what you're saying is, you know, it's not a good idea to go on like Instagram live while you're at, you know, whatever big festival. Exactly. Exactly. And like, you know, that's another thing, like don't want to scare people, but especially if you have like an open Instagram account and such that anybody can watch your story, like, you know, you don't go home and say, I live at such and such number on such and such street, right? So when you go away, you don't have to do that either. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. Um, so to finish off the the be smart category here, um, I think it's it's really great if you have the opportunity to do like a trial run mm-hmm. that is close to home because mm-hmm. I feel like um, society has really like glamorized this thing of like, oh, you need to go solo travel. You need to go find yourself. Um, mm-hmm. That's not for everyone right? Like to some people that might be the worst idea, but they feel like, no, no, I should go do this. I should feel like I can go by myself to a far off land, do a trial Mm -hmm. run first and see if you even like it. I think it's great if you, you know, we talk about this all the time on the podcast. It's great if you can separate yourself, you know, from your, from your close people and like do things for yourself. Mm -hmm. But something such as going on a trip by yourself, that just might not be for you and that's okay. So don't feel like you Mm -hmm. have to and definitely test the waters before you book your six-month solo trip to like Thailand. Yeah, and if you you do like want to do something a bit further from home and it maybe is your first solo trip, start with something familiar. So for instance, I've done – I the first solo trip I did was to England. And I had been to England lots of times. I felt very comfortable with um, navigating it. It was an English-speaking country, so I knew that I could communicate with anyone and I wouldn't have that barrier Mm -hmm. that would probably cause some stress if I was traveling alone to a country where there was a language barrier because then that's just a bit of an added stress if I am not fully tuned up on that language. And it just eases you in to the process. Like you don't have to go like say you do something a bit closer to the home and then you're like, okay, I'm ready for this. You don't have to go to like, you know, 24 hour flight away. Exactly. Yeah. 
somewhere familiar is always good when you start this off. Exactly. So speaking of flights, let's move into mm-hmm. transit. I, yes. So I feel like this is kind of one of the the biggest things people worry about is when you're at your destination, you know, how are you getting around? How are you safely getting to different Mm -hmm. places? And I think the best thing is, you know, even starting with your flights is try to arrive somewhere in the daylight so you can Mm -hmm. avoid transit at night. You know, especially when you're landing in a new country, it's dark out, you don't have your bearings at all. And, you know, you're getting in a cab and just hoping they take you to the right place. If you can, you know, see if you can get there in the daylight and then you kind of get accustomed to like, okay, this is how things are working. You know, there's lots of people around. That's just like a a basic safety tip. The other one is, you know, just to go off of that is when you're in cabs and cars, if you can, like if you're kind of just traveling with just a carry-on or a small bag, keep it with you in the back seat. You know, only if you have like large stuff, don't put it like put, don't put it in the trunk. That mm-hmm. way if you need to like exit the vehicle really quickly. You mm-hmm. have your stuff, right? But like mm-hmm. none of your stuff is ever worth your life. So, you know, if you have to leave something behind, leave it behind and get yourself out of a yeah. scary situation. I personally also like to map out the route first so I know how long it's going to take and I know yep. the general route that the driver will be taking. And mm-hmm. I actually have a reason for this. So uh, many years ago when my family was traveling in Europe, my dad was very aware of a restaurant that we were going to and mm-hmm. um, he knew the route and everything. But the cab driver took us on this big, long roundabout route just to kind of get the the cab rate up. Yeah. And eventually my dad, like, he's like, no, no, like I, I know the way he's trying to give the guy directions. And he's like, no, no, yeah. it's a shortcut. It's a shortcut. It's fine. And um, my dad eventually got the guy to pull over and mm-hmm. he went to a police officer and said like, hey, I'm trying to get to this place, but this guy is like driving us all over the place. And like, let's say yeah. that restaurant pretty damn fast after that. Oh, geez. So just one thing, like it's something you don't always think about because you just think like, oh, well, the cab's going to take me, but you never Mm -hmm. know, right? Like yeah, just to see like, hey, this has been 20 minutes and it was supposed to take 15. Yeah. Another good thing too on the cabs to and from the airport, and this was something that we definitely practiced when we were traveling together, is to make sure that if you're taking a taxi from the airport, go to the taxi stand and hail one that way because depending on the place that you're at, there might be kind of like, I wouldn't say unmarked cabs, Mm -hmm. but they're not the airport cabs. It's definitely safer to go with the airport cabs. For sure. Yeah. Whenever I'm like leaving an airport, I always see signs like, hey, make sure you get a taxi at this stand because like we can't guarantee that any, like some of them could be unmarked and, you know, again, dangerous situation. Um, yeah. One thing I've, I've kind of seen, like I know when I've been traveling right lately, I actually take Uber a lot more than a yep. cab. And in some countries, Uber is actually possibly safer. Mm-hmm. And the reason is it's because of the app itself. Um, mm-hmm. It's tracking you and the driver. So I feel like that's just a little bit of added security um, mm-hmm. to have that like GPS involved, especially in some countries where like, I don't know, I'm not going to say which, but the cab companies are literally corrupt and possibly yeah. owned by local mafia. I'm not going to go into detail about that, but that yeah. is just a reality in some places in the world. 
So, Mm -hmm. you know, Uber might be a safer option for you. For sure. And I'm just going to make this sentiment and I'm probably going to make it a couple times later in this episode, but don't be cheap if it's at the expense of your safety. So if it's late at night and you're thinking of walking home because you don't want to spend money on the taxi or transit or an Uber, just don't do that. If it's really late at night, please take transit Yeah, if you're alone. Exactly. And I do have a couple of walking tips for, for everyone. Um, so if you do happen to be walking out at night, like let's say your your hotel really isn't that far from like a restaurant mm-hmm. that you were at. It's just like a, a block or two away. The best thing you can do as like a, a single woman is try to walk close to other groups or especially families and especially like other groups of women because you are much less likely to be singled out if you are around other people. And, you know, that being said, you know, like, don't be walking down alleyways. Don't be walking on the beach at night. Be smart, Mm -hmm. right? Like, you kind of need to not keep your head on a swivel, but be aware of how you might look out Mm -hmm. in a big city being all by yourself at night. And um, you just want to make sure, like, you don't stand out, right? Like, Mm -hmm. be like a local and just blend Mm -hmm. in. Yeah. I mean, really, like, in your own city, you probably wouldn't walk home alone at night if it was – X amount of distance, do the same here. Yeah, no, it's so true. And actually, we were having this conversation with some coworkers yesterday that mm-hmm. the older I get, the more paranoid I am. Honestly, and same. I'm like, I don't know if I just know more now. I have yeah. no idea what has brought this up. But even in like my own city, I, I'm from a small town and I live in the city now. I don't walk to our grocery store at night because it's like no. I would have to go behind the building on kind of like a, a road and or alley. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, it's it's not just when you're traveling. It's it's when you're anywhere, right? Got to be mm-hmm. got to be safe, you know? We love men. We love mm-hmm. men, but we got to protect ourselves as women. Yes, we do. Next thing, also when you're walking, I know a lot of people like to put their headphones in and even I will go out for a walk around the park with my headphones on, but I'm not like blasting a podcast. I'm not blasting music. I have it Mm -hmm. on, but I can still hear what's going around me. And I'm also not like, you know, buried with my face in my phone. I'm, I'm like up, I'm looking around, I'm standing tall, I'm walking confidently because that is, that is key. You need to look like, you know, where you're going. You don't want to be like looking like, oh, I'm so lost or like not really paying attention to what's going on around me. You got to be aware. And, um, I think the best thing is like, make eye contact with people. Like if you see someone looking at you, you know, make eye contact. I even like remember like that person's wearing a blue shirt and that just kind of reminds my brain to be like, okay, take in what you are looking at. And I actually tried this out. I was walking around the mall this evening and um, I would look at a few people, not in a creepy way. Okay. I kind of preference that. (laughs) But like as we were walking by, I would kind of make eye contact them if they looked my direction. And a lot Mm -hmm. of like, Okay, like men would like would drop my gaze, you know, like if I look really? at them, yeah, they would kind of like stop looking at me. So I don't know oh. if it was just like me being like, hey, I'm acknowledging you over there. And they'd be mm-hmm. like, no, no, never mind. <laughs> um, so that was just a weird experiment. Try it out for yourself. See what, see what people around you do. Um, don't stare mm-hmm. at them though. That's creepy because then you're the weird one. And I know like the eye contact thing, it's, it's, I, I kind of heard a debate, not even a debate, just mm-hmm. like I saw this one comment about it because like, that's what I've always 
done. You know, I feel like stand tall, I act confident, um, head up, make an eye contact. And then I saw this comment saying like, don't make eye contact with people. And I'm hmm. like, that seems really weird because yeah. that to me, like just in body language, that's very much like, oh, I'm coming, like I'm, I'm coming in on myself. I'm not like holding my space and demanding yeah. respect of my space. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was bad advice. I don't know. People yeah, might have like a different advice. like perspective on that, but I think you should be like making eye contact and like don't hold it so long that people are going to be like, is she hitting on me? No. <laughs> just yeah. Being, well, that's what I was it's about. just kind of like a, a person-to-person acknowledgement. Yeah. That's what I was about to say is like maybe that more means like if you're at a bar or something when you're traveling like by yourself or like at a restaurant or something, maybe they mean like don't maintain eye contact so somebody thinks you're interested in them. Exactly. I agree in that perspective, but not so much like the general walking around during the day thing. Yeah, for sure. And uh, yeah, and that what I I feel like I really need to clarify the eye contact. It's not like you're holding it for several seconds. You're literally mm-hmm. just like you kind of make eye contact with them so they know that you're acknowledging them and then you yeah. move on. Right? Like don't mm-hmm. don't be like watching them as you walk by. Like that's that's really fucking creepy. But yeah, I find in that situation, it's just like if that person did have ill intent towards you, it's just like, ooh, they saw me, right? Like, yeah. like they're taking in my appearance. Um, mm-hmm. So I find that that's just one way that uh, you can keep your space. For sure. And I think at the end of the day, like if a situation doesn't feel right as you're going around, you know, mm-hmm. ask for help, right? Yeah. Like if you're in a situation that doesn't feel right, just leave. Um, and Rachel, you and I were actually in a, a situation, and this mm-hmm. was in a very touristy a town in New Zealand, actually, and that was a country that yeah. we felt very safe in, but we just happened to have mm-hmm. this one circumstance where we felt a little uncomfortable. We were walking, it was like kind of like a, a boardway, like outdoor yes. street. Yeah, like it was kind of like a shopping, like kind of a touristy shopping street. Like we were really just walking back to our hostel. Yeah. We were like a few blocks away. Yeah. So we were kind of at the end of the street before we would turn the corner and go to our hostel. And we just kind of noticed as we made a couple turns, like a group of guys were following us, like keeping a distance close enough um, Mm -hmm. that we could kind of hear them. And just all of a sudden we both, you know, we both had this feeling come over as we're like, you know what? We shouldn't turn now onto the quiet street where there's no one around. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So instead we actually ducked into, I think it was like an ice cream parlor Yeah. for a few minutes. And like, sure enough, like that group of guys was kind of hanging around for a few minutes. Yeah. And then I think they got bored and left. Um, yeah. So I think it's important that if you do have a situation like that, you know, duck into a store, duck into a restaurant just to kind of get yourself surrounded by people and like definitely don't turn down a street where there's no one. Mm-hmm. And ask for help from the workers there if you need it. Absolutely. Like if you if you want somebody to, you know, potentially they can call you an Uber or they can make sure and like make sure that you get into the Uber or maybe if you're close enough, somebody will be willing to like help walk you home, like those kinds of things. Yes, absolutely. Like I definitely have no shame. I've had like store clerks walk me to my car mm-hmm. before when it's late at night um, mm-hmm. just because like I didn't feel safe and yeah. I like never feel guilty about it. Most people in 
who are working in these towns, like they're, they're familiar with tourists and they're going to want to make sure like you get home safe. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So never yeah. be afraid to, to ask someone to get you back. Yeah. And I think another example that I remember from this is that there was also a car in the same town that I remember was circling us a bit too. Mm-hmm. And that's another thing to be aware of is like, do you continuously see the same car yeah. going past you a bunch of times or is one traveling really slowly behind you? Definitely be aware of that and duck into a store. Oh, for sure. I get so wary when cars slow down next to me. I'm, I know. I'm I don't like it. <laughs> and we're not trying to like put the fear in everyone in this episode. Like it's just being mm-hmm. – this is just common sense being smart. Always pay attention, right? Especially mm-hmm. when you're trying to get from point A to point B. For sure. All right. Accommodation. What do you have, Rachel? Right. So I'm going to take us back to we haven't even left on the trip yet and we're doing some research. But definitely look into the hostels or the hotels or the Airbnbs that you are staying at and read the reviews, especially those written by women, if you can find them. Are there any mentions of like safety issues? Are there any issues with like the locks not working? Um, Is it in a safe area? Do some research where you plot it on the map and see actually which area of the city, say you're in a city, that the hostel or hotel or whatever is in. Is it in a safe area? Because you can learn a lot about where you're going before you even book anything. And, you know, like I said, don't be cheap. Sometimes I know that like the three-star accommodation on like Hostel World is a bit cheaper than the five-star one, but the five-star one is five stars for a reason. So just be safe. Yeah, your accommodation is definitely super important. And I personally think, this is just my opinion, I think hostels can be safer than hotels. Especially if you're alone. Yeah, especially if you're alone. And I think that goes for Airbnbs as well. And that's because, you know, you can stay in a single room, which is totally fine. But a lot of them are like women-only dorms or even like a Mm -hmm. co-ed dorm. You know, there's people around, which is very important. And it's also a good opportunity for you to make friends. And therefore, Mm -hmm. you know, if you want to go out and do some activities, like maybe now you have a group of people to go with. Yep. Um, Mm -hmm. so I think that is super important and, you know, with a hotel, this was another story that came up the other day that, you know, if you're walking down the corridor by yourself, you know, you can easily be pulled into a room and Mm -hmm. I'm not trying, not trying to scare people. Um, but this is, people can easily follow you to your room too. Exactly. So I don't know. I like to find places where there are lots of people around Mm -hmm. and, um, yeah, then at least, you know, someone will see something or, you know, there's lots of people around. So you're just a little bit safer. Um, exactly. That being said, let's kind of go into your hotel room or Airbnb. It's uh, important that you unfortunately have to check for cameras, especially as a woman. Mm-hmm. Um, there are tons of videos on YouTube of how to find them. But some Mm -hmm. common things to look at are like smoke alarms, uh, alarm clocks, and an easy way to check is like turn the lights off, see if there's any like blinking lights or just like lights that are staying on. Um, You can also shine the flashlight on your phone over any glass Mm -hmm. and because sometimes it's like a two-way and you would see like a bluish reflection behind Mm -hmm. it. 
And I think if you're finding cameras in the hotel room or the Airbnb, tell the front desk, tell the security, or get yourself the hell out of there. Yeah, especially if it's an Airbnb. Yes, if it's an Airbnb, get yourself out of there. Get out. Um, If it's a hotel, like go to security, um, maybe find a new hotel as well. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And then there is this other thing. I have not personally looked into it very much, but you can get like a little portable alarm door stop. So Mm. it would like prevent someone from opening the door, but it like once they do kind of get it a little bit open, alarm goes off Mm. um, to alert people. So, you know, if you are worried or staying in an area that – Um, you're not feeling super comfortable. I think they're like 15 bucks on Amazon or something. So that could definitely be a potential item that you should take with you. That's a good idea. I've never thought of that. Yeah, I haven't either. But um, that came up in the hotel safety guide. Nice. All right. Let's get talking to people. I was just like, let's get to the fun stuff. And I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) we're both introverts. (laughs) Is any of this stuff fun? Um, So yeah, talking to people and going out because like, this is kind of why you travel, right? Like in most cases, mm-hmm. you're out to get a new experience. Mm-hmm. I'm not very good at talking to people when I travel. No, me neither. Like, me neither. I would like to get better. Same. And I feel like maybe if I'm put in a situation where I am like traveling on my own, I could maybe make a friend. That mm-hmm. would be like my goal. Maybe not a friend, but like talk to someone. Because if I go to conferences or like events like that, I usually like – get to know the people I'm sitting with because I've done mm-hmm. that a lot. Um, but like I'm traveling, traveling, I don't know. I feel like I would really have to work at it, but I think it would be fun. I think that's a good challenge for everyone to try and make a new friend. Yes. Yeah. Fun, fun story, guys. When we were on our six-week-long trip, um, no one would talk to us. <laughs> what? We made friends from Sweden. <laughs> we did. We did. They were really fun. But other than that, no one would talk to us. I think because we just walk around like we're like, please don't talk to us. Please don't. Please don't. Please don't talk to us. See, probably why we made friends with uh, the guys from Sweden was because of the fact that we were partying that night. So we were into socializing where otherwise we were like, who are you? Yes. And why are you? That is a great jumping off point. Um, Yes. If you are traveling, I feel like this is anywhere. This is even at your hometown bar. Yeah. Don't get so drunk that you don't know what is going on around you. You know, like that is just like yeah. time pickings if someone wanted to target you and that goes for like alcohol, mm-hmm. drugs, whatever. Do those things in a safe situation because that is just when someone would would get you like if you were walking home drunk and like got lost, you know? Or yeah. um, you're in a bar. Or and, you lost your key. Yeah, lose your key. Someone could easily grab all your stuff. Um, in a bar, you know, you could get into a more, uh, difficult situation where someone is entering your space. Mm -hmm. So definitely, you know, have fun, but don't be stupid about it. You know, don't get so inebriated that you don't even remember where you are. Yeah. And one thing I'm going to toss this in here too, while we're talking about this is I find, you know, if you are out and you are having some drinks and stuff, you kind of become, you can be a bit more social and, you know, say some things that you otherwise wouldn't say. Mm -hmm. If you are by yourself and somebody asks you if you're by yourself, especially if it's a man that you do not know, do not tell them that you're alone. Right. Just make something up. Say, you know, like I'm here with my three friends or I'm here with my husband 
And hopefully they will leave you alone at that point if you feel uncomfortable. Yes, exactly. And um, I think it's important to try and talk to locals. Um, Mm -hmm. Obviously, you know, language barrier can be a thing, but they obviously know the area best. And just talking to them and understanding more about the place where you are, you can just feel more comfortable with your surroundings in general. Mm -hmm. I agree with that. And also talk to other women when you're out especially in your hostels or if you are out somewhere and you feel uncomfortable, just go up to a woman and start talking to her. And she – like women are very inclined to help other women. Yes, that is definitely so true. Mm -hmm. And um, if you are in a situation – like I know someone will be like, you know, hey, this guy is like not leaving alone. Do you mind if I just stand with you? And I think like nine out of 10 women would be like, oh my God, absolutely. How can I help you? Right? Like whether they're a local or they're also a traveler, there's like that just – it's like woman code, right? Of like I need some help and I know I've had women do that to me and like when I've met Mm -hmm. with my friends and I'm like hands down, absolutely, do we need to get you somewhere or like do you just need a girl group to stand with? Exactly. Help other women out too if like – if that situation arises, don't be afraid to just let her stand with you or help her just get into a cab. Exactly. And another good thing too, kind of going back to the research part, is looking up popular scams in the area that you might be going to just to be aware of what they're like. Because, you know, oftentimes they seem very social in nature. And then at the end of it, it winds up with you having to like pay for something that you didn't expect. So just be knowledgeable, educate yourself beforehand, just so you're not surprised when and if it happens. Yeah. I feel like this is very popular when you're in shopping areas. Yeah. Because someone be like, oh yeah, like look at all this, look at all this, look at all this. And they're like, hey, let me take you into the back. That's where like the mm. really nice stuff is, you know, just mm-hmm. be aware of those kinds of situations. One important thing that it goes for anywhere where you are is being polite is not more important than your safety. If you need to do something that you would consider rude or, you know, literally tell them to fuck off, do it mm-hmm. and get yourself out of there. Don't be afraid to hurt someone's feelings because I feel mm-hmm. like as as women, a lot of us are naturally like, oh, we need to keep the peace. We need to like be friendly and and not mm-hmm. offensive. But if, if you're in a situation where your safety is at all at risk, you do not be polite. There is no nope. obligation for you to. None at all. And this, again, does not just go for traveling. I feel like it's this is just an out and about episode now. We're just like, you might yeah. be in a different location. But, you know, if you're out or at the mall. Or you might be at home. This. <laughs> <laughs> you might just be walking to work. Um, but, you know. It's important. I feel like traveling, it just teaches a lot of important lessons for life, you know? Yeah, it really does. Like, I think we should all try and get out and have new experiences, no matter how far away they are from home and how different they are from your normal life. You can Mm -hmm. learn such good skills from this. So we hope this episode, Mm -hmm. like, didn't scare you off. That was not our intention. Um, It really was just to bring awareness If you have been interested in wanting to travel, you know, we love hearing that people want to get out and and do things, but more importantly, we want them to do it in a safe way. 
and uh, Organic mm-hmm. Olivia over on What's the Juice podcast. She actually just released a couple weeks ago, once this episode airs, um, a really good talking to people while you're traveling mm-hmm. solo. Um, mm-hmm. I think she had some fantastic tips, especially when it comes to talking to men. Mm-hmm. Her biggest recommendation is, you know, if if a man approaches you and strikes up a conversation, approach with caution, right? Because yeah. they're probably seeing you. They're like, oh, she's physically attractive. I can see why she's by herself. Be wary of those situations. But mm-hmm. um, as a woman, you know, I think you should make the first point of contact and be like, hey, you know, like, hey, that like guy looks friendly. You know, we're not looking mm-hmm. for the, the, romantic situations we're looking at just friendship or just talking Mm -hmm. to someone in general you know Mm -hmm. go up say hey how are you like ask a question you know that kind of stuff and kind of feel out the vibe um is this someone who is going to you know give off that aura of like hey this is a safe person i can kind of hang out with and Mm -hmm. maybe make a new friend or is it like "Mm, never mind they want more than what i'm (laughs) looking for and I need to remove myself. And I think it's also just very important going back to being polite, put it out there saying like, you know, hey, I'm, you know, in a a relationship, you know, if if someone is like that and just kind of keep bringing it up, then they kind of know like, okay, no, she's not like interested in that. She's just interested in conversation. But if they keep pressing Mm -hmm. that issue, then you know that like they have no respect for you and your situation. Um, Mm -hmm. so that's important to then shut it down. And, um, if they won't drop it, like that is when you need to say, no, like I'm not interested in this. You need to leave or Mm -hmm. I need to leave. So just little tips there. Definitely go check out that episode with her. Definitely. You know, just add a little caveat here too, though. If you are interested in a little international flirtation, go for it. Just be cautious. Be very cautious, all right? Just be very cautious. Maybe just like if you meet somebody in your hostel or something like that. Yes. Just be cautious. Yes. Just be cautious. Use protection. Guys. International <laughs> international flirtations are fun. But oh, yeah. Like cautious. flirting is fun. Like that is all fine and dandy, but just be be aware. Be aware. Mm-hmm. That That's all I'm going to say about that. Yep. Stay alert. Stay safe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're so funny. <laughs> Losers. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, we just did a whole like hour long episode where we're like, okay, children, safety, safety first. <laughs> like, if we have any listeners who are like 18, 19 years old, if I recall what I was like when I was going traveling at that time, I'm probably like, shut up. <laughs> All right. Should we, should we wrap up? Yeah. So if you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or a rating on Spotify. We would very much appreciate it. And if you would like to speak with us directly or maybe share some other tips with us, then you can email us. Our email is teawithlaurarachel at gmail.com. And with that, live like tea. Live like tea.